0: We're going on a journey through a swamp infested with deadly beasts of prey. Our swamp isn't located in Georgia, or Florida, or the West Indies. It's just below the concrete canyons of New York City. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Swamp Things, Comic Book Muck Men, Bog Beasts, and Mud Monsters. Episode 21, Ghostly Haunts Number 31, Part 2 of the Flea Market Challenge. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the the, the darker side of the comic book time machine. And that is the, the side of the comic book time machine that explores the swamp. And I didn't expect to be in the swamp. I, when I opened this comic book, expected to be in the the sewer. <laughs> and uh, And well, actually from the the thing I, I read at the beginning of this episode at the, in, the, in the cold open, the quote from this comic book, "Ghostly haunts number 31 goes into the swamp metaphorically. By stepping into the sewer and and I knew from the cover that it, I was going to be stepping into the sewer because it said sewer patrol and there's some people in water and it says the most dangerous jungle in the world was just beneath the streets of New York City so the cover declares a metaphorical jungle the story inside is it, it, it's a metaphorical swamp that they're stepping into. I knew something like that was going to be in this comic. I did not know that I'd be taking a a side journey to an actual swamp as well. So here's the deal. This is the second of two comics that I bought for $3 because I had $3 cash in my wallet when I went to this. I don't know if they're actually called a flea market, but that's basically what it is. If you're listening to the regular comic book time machine feed, then you've heard part one of this two part, two part thing where I talked about going into this, this place, they have all the different booths and everything. And I call it a flea market. I don't know what they would call it, but uh, I said, I'm going to buy comic book with only cash had $3 cash. I ended up having to run out to the car because I found a $2 comic and a $1 comic, and there's tax, and I should have you know, thought about that before I actually walked into the place with this challenge in mind. Uh, the challenge takes place in episode 176 of the regular Comic Book Time Machine feed. So if you're listening to this on the Swamp Things feed, then... You're you're missing out on that that first that first episode where I talked about ghosts number forty six. So, three dollars cash. Ghosts number forty six was the first comic that I found. It was two dollars, looked interesting enough, and ended up being interesting enough. Ghostly haunts, on the other hand, I found on the other side of the place. It was one dollar and it actually had a little sticker on it that says ghostly haunts back cover torn torn by staple 1 I didn't care I don't collect these for money I don't collect these to keep them in pristine condition I collect comic books to read <laughs> sort of <laughs> I guess I guess you could say I collect comics to to read or to eventually read or with the intention of reading Someday, Hopefully. (laughs) and Some of you right now know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it like that, because I do have a number of comic books that I think I will never, ever get to. And that's that's just the way of things. So this caught my eye. It's a Charlton comic. It's one of their horror anthology books that they did ghostly haunts it's hosted by a horror comic host i i believe her name is winnie the witch and she wears a mini skirt has a red cape and is uh blue skinned with with green hair and so i i see the cover and the cover has this one-eyed creature with tentacles and he's grabbing at this woman who's wearing a skirt, and these three soldiers with machine guns are, are shooting at the thing and i'm thinking this this looks kind of cool but not only does it look kind of cool it also looks like a comic book that i had gotten at that very same flea market before i had uh uh, been to the flea market. i I was not there on another. it was not a challenge when I was there. I was just there and, and looking at some comics that, that that I just I wasn't even expecting to see comics there honestly. But I was just flipping through and I found this comic book that had this cover of a guy just standing there, just looking tough. Camera is behind this guy. He's holding the shovel in one hand and and in front of him. Facing us, then, us, the reader, is this swamp monster. And there's a story inside called Lure of the Swamp. So the cover just draws me in of this Charlton comic. And the story really surprised me. It really was effective. It was a very effective short horror comic story. And the cover itself and the story were, were printed twice by Charlton. One was in Haunted Number Eight, and then the other was in Haunted Number Forty. Although Haunted Number 40, the cover title is Baron Werewolf's Haunted Library. And they're they're both good covers. Haunted number eight has just a, a better mood because of the the primary background color being kind of a grayish blue and uh haunted number 40 <laughs> it's just bright pink background which doesn't take away too much from it but it it does take away some from it the the creature on ghostly haunts looks very similar to the creature in haunted except that the creature in haunted is definitely a swamp monster the tentacles don't have suckers on them like the one on this, this cover of Ghostly Haunts that I have right here, uh, it just stylistically the way it's drawn, and I'm assuming the artist, although I don't I, I do not know who the artist is on on I on on this one at least, and I'm not sure if I ever knew on the other one, but I did look to see if I could find it, and I and I couldn't find the cover artist on this, but it looks to be the probably the same person, and you know, the the water. Has a similar style to it, and, and definitely the, the the texture of the creature has a has a similar style. So I knew I was going to be getting some sort of creature from the the sewer, and then I opened the book to read this comic, and I realized, oh my goodness, this is not going to be a, a regular comic book time machine. Episode. This is not going to be a journey into the mysterious house of terror's vault of astonishing suspense. This is a swamp things comic because the first story entitled "The Fugitive" is <laughs> a swamp monster story. So, second book. I I didn't even know this when I recorded the first uh, flea market challenge. (laughs) I did not know what, what this was going to be. And I may have just done both issues in one episode just to make it be a swamp things episode, but, but I didn't. And so instead, here I am doing part two of a series that's going to go out to a feed. That's not going to have part one, but you know what? It's, it's okay. I I'm sure that I'm sure that people will forgive me. I hope that people will forgive me. There are four stories in this comic. One, well, there's a f- one of them is a text story. It's called "You Aren't Listening to Me," and honestly, I didn't read it. Didn't want to read it. wasn't that interested in it. I started, and and my eyes just glazed over. So, I'm going to talk about the three comic stories in here, and the the one is called "Web of Evil," and. Uh, it's it's not great (laughs) i'll just throw this out there none of the stories in this comic are great (laughs) it's it's a dollar and so you know did i get any enjoyment out of it yes yes i did but web of evil no i couldn't find any credits for anything in this book but web of evil was clearly drawn by steve ditko who i i know was uh one of the artists who worked on a lot of charlton books but Which is, it's kind of funny because it's about this married couple, they buy a house and the house is a mansion and and the husband, he just can't wait to, you know, we're going to go live there a little bit and then we're going to sell it and we're going to make a lot of money on this thing. And his wife, when she sees it, is just not at all, not at all impressed. In fact, she's pretty terrified by the house. The house belonged to some sort of old scientist and yeah, they're like, well, where is the scientist? I don't know where he is. No, no, no one's seen him in a long while. And, and instead they find this giant spider underneath the the house in the basement and it goes after them. And I was actually very surprised that they escaped. They escaped the, the house. They escaped the spider. They threw a lamp at it and it causes a fire. And so the mansion's going to burn down and they're not going to get lots of money, but it's okay because they are alive. And then. So uh, I'll just read the last last couple of panels here. Uh, Looks like it's. Yeah, it looks like the the husband says, we'll we'll stop at the nearest house and phone the the fire department. And then the wife says they won't save that house. And then she says, what about Dr. Gordon? And then he says, did you hear the bellow of pain when I threw that lamp and no spider ever made a sound like that? Abel Gordon is dead. And then the final image is of them. (laughs) And it's the in their rearview mirror. You can see them in the rearview mirror, and then the house is further behind them. So, there, I mean, there's there's art- artistry to, to the, the artwork, at least, but the story's kind of dumb. And, yeah, the scientist turned himself into a spider, apparently, and then they killed him by burning down the house. So... Wasn't all impressed by that story. Sewer patrol was a little bit better in the sense that again there's a very moody art style going on here, as you have a team of soldiers, including one woman who is not wearing a mini skirt. She is dressed dressed far more sensibly for, for being in the in the sewer. It's the one that starts with we're going on a journey through this through a swamp infested with deadly beasts of prey. Our swamp isn't located in Georgia or Florida or the West Indies. It's just below the concrete canyons of New York City sewer patrol. And so you have this these guys they're they're on this patrol in in the sewer and they get attacked by by alligators and so you have this lead up where they're just kind of walking and it's it's kind of foggy and moody and they all have guns and here come the alligators. And then there's two panels at the bottom of the second page where you see two people with a baby alligator. And, and the, I'm assuming it's a mother and father. And the the mother says, Tommy's baby alligator is growing very fast. And the father says, yeah, we better get rid of it. We'll tell Tommy that it escaped. And it's probably on its way to Florida. But they're actually putting it down the drain. And so you have alligators in the sewers. And you have our host, uh Winnie or whatever her name is saying the drain eventually empties into the sewer where in the heat and darkness, the baby alligator will grow soon. It will meet other alligators who will have suffered a similar fate and they will flourish. And the very next panel is the team mowing them down with their machine guns. It bites one guy's leg. And so he has to leave and they continue on their way. And as they continue on their way, uh, they have the conversation. What could be worse than alligators? And one of them says sharks or, and then you got to this woman who's buying squid meat. Nice squid today. Mrs. Minelli. they will be a delicious in a tomato sauce. All right, I'll take half a dozen. And she gets home. Ugh. Some of them are still alive. And so then you have Winnie narrating, Mrs. Minnelli dumped the squid into the sewers. And like the alligators, the tiny squid grew and grew. And, And it grew to be gigantic. It doesn't even look like a squid. It looks like, honestly, it looks like that swamp monster from from that other, other comic. But this is a squid. And then they get closer to this canister, and they're like, don't touch the can." I mean, they've killed the squid, by the way uh, they get closer to this canister and they say, don't touch the canister, it's radioactive that could have affected the squid, that's what made it so big, they're trying to get out, they can't get out and then, uh, they see one of the, one of their other friends, he's running toward them in the sewer and he's, he's yelling, run, get away guns are useless, and the leader says, what is it, sharks? Rats? Piranha! And That's the end. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not exactly the end because Winnie says, cute fish. I'll just keep it until I get bored of it. Then I'll just get rid of it in the sewer. Honestly, it's kind of a dumb story, but at the same time, it kind of works because it's just the whole idea is just dealing with the things that people throw away or, or flush away. The alligators in the sewer, the squid, the radiation, which causes even more problems for them. And and I think, honestly, it was the addition of the radiation, the way that it was put in here, where it's just in a canister that's just floating in in the water, where it does become a story about these are things that have just gotten thrown away and just tossed away. And so it, it works. Is it dumb? Yes, it is to me anyway, but but it kind of works and then the punchline with winnie saying that she'll throw them in the sewer i didn't like that but i'm kind of glad that they didn't show someone actually throwing these you know piranha into the toilet and flushing into the sewer or whatever so that actually is the third story in the comic as you're reading along the first is the fugitive and this story the fugitive is it's about a fugitive who runs into the swamp as he's being chased by, um, by a posse. And the posse knows that you know, he was framed and that he was actually innocent, but they, they chase him out there. He sinks into the swamp and they're like, yeah, now we can get his house. We can get his money. And, and the guy who caused him to to sink into the swamp actually double crossed him. And he was, he actually was innocent, and this guy actually gets the guy's house. And it's like, yeah, this is great. So it's four guys. Problem is, of course, you know, he he died in the swamp, and they talk about how, you know, I feel like it may not be over because he, uh, what did they say here? Let me see if I can find the quote. Hube was always hell-bent on getting even when someone did him dirty. You know what I mean? If Hube was guilty, chances are this ends the matter, but... If Hube was innocent, I'd hate to be the ones who hounded him into that there swamp. And as he's talking in the swamp, there's this plop. (laughs) So the sound effects that they use just uh, are unfortunate. Because as he's walking through the swamp, it's like plop, plop, plop. And you know, a swamp monster is going to look a little little pooish. And I don't mean poo of the Winnie variety, uh, but this, this swamp creature climbs out of the swamp and goes after the four people who done him wrong and he kills them. And that's the end. (laughs) Like it's literally just him going and killing the four people who caused trouble for him. And they try to, so one of them shoots him with a shotgun, but. Doesn't do any good Two two of them are out in a rowboat and he dumps it over and, and drowns them. And then the last one uh, bars the door that doesn't stop him, shoots him with a shotgun that doesn't stop them, stop him. The final four f- frames of the, the story have the police arriving and then they look and they see the police were too late. They didn't find anyone, just a set of muddy prints leading in a straight line, heading for the bayou straight as a string. And then, when he just caps off the story by saying, "You know, Alvin Kiefer was never seen again," as the man said, Huber Nagel was hell bent on revenge when he was done wrong, and so it ended. And again, just like the other two stories, it's really the the artwork that it makes that, that gives this the story any kind of impact at all. It's effective because of. The the artwork and the swamp creature is a great creature. And then there is a panel here that I know I've seen before and it is awesome, but I don't remember ever reading this story and I don't know where I have seen this panel before. I I looked through my uh, my tomorrow's book, Swamp Men, Muck Monsters and their makers, and and I did not see it in there. I, I don't know where I've seen this before, but. This panel from this random ghostly haunts comic book, it I've seen it before. It's it's cool. the The, the creatures, the look on his face, he's just he's not having any of it. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. the The shotgun, you know, blast goes into him and it doesn't even really tear through him. the The swamp. Muck that's flinging off of his body is coming from his body motion, not from the the shotgun. And yeah, it, yeah. So I, when I when I judge a swamp monster comic, I judge the creature, the content, and the cover. And so what's interesting here is the the creature, the swamp creature, in that one story of three comic stories in this thing. Uh, in that one eight-page story, the creature is really a cool-looking creature. He's he's got great expression. He's he's gooey and and slimy and and brown. I mean, he really could be a, a poo monster, but but he's not. <laughs> but uh, he just looks like he is just out for re- revenge. But it's not even he's not even having to put any effort into it. He's just going killing these guys and then disappearing into the swamp cuz he's done so creature is thumbs up cover doesn't have the swamp monster on the cover so it, and and is this cover frameable well no not in, not definitely not in the way that that haunted was but the the cover itself it's a good cover but it's not a swamp monster on the cover it's that sewer monster squid <laughs> on the cover uh it doesn't count so thumbs down there and then content i'd have to say other than the effective artwork in all of these stories which honestly that's that's definitely more than 50 percent of of the value of a comic book is the the artwork but the content including the stories eh, but including the artwork it's good it's good And I I was just surprised, though, when I got this this comic book that I was actually getting a comic that's going to go into my swamp monster box instead of a comic that's going to go into my I don't know how I'm going to get rid of this if I ever do box, but I probably won't ever read this again. I I will pick this up and flip through it another time. And it's just that that one panel, man, I wish I could figure out where I had seen that one panel before, because it is. Gorgeous, simply, simply gorgeous. And I tried looking for like a Google reverse image search. And I tried, you know, doing like a couple keyword searches. And I, I just can't find where I've seen this panel before. But I maybe it's just I've read so many books that I've, I've seen panels like it before. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I do know. I spend a dollar cash on this comic and and between this one and the other one the flea market challenge i succeeded the challenge was a success so that is all comic book time machine travelers i appreciate you coming along with me on this journey back to uh was it 1973 and uh yeah i i just really enjoyed Reading these books, and that's why comics exist. I mean, really, that's why art exists. Even art that challenges you, and, and there there's a joy in being challenged by art. Now, Ghostly Haunts, I would not say, is a challenging bit of art, but it definitely was a fun bit of art. And and even if the art isn't challenging, the flea market challenge was fun, and I'm glad I did it, and I won't be able to do it, I won't be able to replicate that, you know, there's just, I've already looked at the limited things that they had at that flea market, but I would love to do some more things like that, and unfortunately, though, that means that I'm reading comics that aren't in my stacks of comics to read for the podcast, because I'm just buying new stuff and and doing it, so... Yeah, I need to get into the comics that I specifically have put aside to read and to talk about for the podcast. But for now, I just want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with me. And if you'd like to contact me about, you know, what what you're reading right now, I'd love to hear about it. And you can do that on the Facebook page. But you can also send an email to StudioAvery at gmail.com. And... For the time being, I just want to say, no matter where you are or where you're going, whether you're in the sewer, that metaphorical swamp, or metaphorical jungle, since the cover and the story itself mix the metaphors a little bit, or you're in an actual swamp, a literal swamp, be careful. And I just want to wish you Godspeed.